Well, good morning. Welcome to First Baptist Church, Sun City West. We sure have enjoyed our time of worship already with beautiful music on the piano and with our celestial handbells. We anticipate and look forward to our congregational singing in a few minutes as we continue to worship Almighty God. If this is the very first time that you've been here, we'd love for you to take the guest card in the pew in front of you and fill it out in its entirety. And when you leave today, you'll just drop it in one of the offering boxes at the exit. We would certainly appreciate that. Today is uh, our Lord's Supper service. Um, it is a different type of service. I want to go ahead, though, and get the announcements out of the way so we can concentrate completely upon what God desires to teach us and how to speak to us uh, through the elements around the Lord's table today. Uh, you, you'll notice in the uh, bulletin there is an insert about the topical studies that will begin on uh, Wednesday night, September 13th. There are four different offerings. You can take a, uh, a look at that insert. If you go ahead and start signing up, that would be tremendous. They are wonderful opportunities for you to learn so much and to continue in your time of, of equipping. You'll also notice that at the end of our service today, when you leave, uh, we will have ushers at every exit um, for our benevolent offering. A benevolent offering, we don't put that in our budget. It is freely a free will offering. And uh, as you can imagine, there are a lot of needs right now. And so as you leave, be mindful, not only of what Christ has done sacrificially, but what we can do as well to help others. So if you, uh, when you leave, if you can help with our, our benevolent offering, we would certainly appreciate that. Tonight um, is one of those very special nights. It's an ice cream social. Homemade, if possible, but there will be plenty of ice cream. I understand cookies as well. And we're going to enjoy all of that around the tables in the uh, Christian Life Center, just to the fellowship hall to my left. And in fact, we're going to have also a hymn sing. You're going to have those hymnals uh, or some kind of books. Is it hymnals? Yeah, we are going to have hymnals. Wow. Okay. You're going to have those at your place setting. And my understanding is it's your favorite night. So if you have a favorite hymn or two, uh, remember the page number, look at it before you leave here today, hold on to that, and maybe you will be one of the first ones that we'll be able to sing those hymns with. Uh, how many of you like hymns? Do you like hymns okay? Okay. All right, then this is for you. So we'll look forward to seeing you tonight at 5 o'clock, and uh, uh, make sure you bring that ice cream with you as well. Um, the men's breakfast is on the, uh, on the 5th of September. That's after Labor Day, it's over a week away, uh, but because of Labor Day, our guys that uh, do the, the cooking and the preparing for that need to know probably Thursday how many we're preparing for. So guys, if you could make sure and sign up when you leave today, we would appreciate that. There are sign-up sheets in both lobbies. Make sure that uh, you know. We're going to look forward to Ken Flash. Ken is going to be speaking to us, uh, one of our newer uh, members, and we are looking forward to that time. And I think that... Um, uh, it is important for us uh, to prepare for our time of worship and to prepare for the Lord's Supper. Uh, when we reflect upon the Lord's table, it's a time for us to remember. Most of us in this worship center have observed the Lord's Supper hundreds and hundreds of times. But we want this to be something that is special for you today. And that is in the realm of preparation 
it's so vital for us to prepare ourselves to make sure that, that, uh, that God is speaking to us, that we have a clear channel, that there's nothing clogging our hearing, what God's Spirit says to us during this time. And so through the song ahead, and through um, Reverend Dick Schroeder's preparation time and our congregational prayer time, I hope you will prepare yourselves in addition to what you have already done. For today is a day that we want you to experience and to meet Jesus in a very real way. Would you pray with me? Father, this is the time And this is the place that we are excited about meeting you. And I pray that in every aspect, in the recesses of our mind and our heart, that God, you would reveal anything to us that we need to repent of, to ask forgiveness for. That Father, you would look within those deep recesses and make us aware and I pray that as we become aware of those things as this service progresses that God we would lay that upon your altar we would seek the forgiveness and the repentance that's needed and Father in this service as we come to you with a, a, a pure heart with a clean mind but Father we would experience this Lord's Supper service and these elements in a way like we have not before. And God, I pray you will speak to us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
attitude In Luke 18, Jesus told a story that was pregnant with meaning. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood off by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or or, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I've got. Ta-da! That's not in the Bible, I just threw that in. <laughs> but the tax collector stood off at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, Jesus said that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. Now this isn't in the Bible, but let me tell you a story. Two people approached the Lord's table. One a self-righteous, full of himself person and as they approached the altar, he said, God, I'm a good person. I keep the commandments. I attend church regularly. I tithe, and I've memorized a whole lot of scripture verses. I pray a lot, and you know, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm way better than most people. Really, everyone looks up to me. Come to think of it, God, I deserve this. You're welcome, God. The other person, repentant and so full of gratitude, approached the table and said, Lord, I know I'm not worthy, but Jesus invited me. Please accept the faith that I have and help me to better serve you. I love you so much. Thank you for forgiving me and for loving me. Which one do you think received the blessing to its fullest? As we prepare to partake of the Lord's Supper today, search your heart, rejoice, and be thankful. You see, this table is Jesus' gift, and we are invited, and he is delighted that we are here. Dick, thank you very much. So, most of us in our worship center, uh, we've been gifted by God, and we serve the Lord lots of capacities. So how today are you approaching 
the Lord's table. I'm going to ask you if you would just to bow your heads. It's our congregational prayer time. It's a time for you and God to meet, to prepare your mind, your heart, your attitude for taking these elements that is meant to remind us. So please, take the next few moments in silence and you and God connect. Father, you've heard our prayers, and you know our desires from the depths of our heart. You know what we're thinking, Father, what we've said to you. And I pray, God, that you would answer our prayers, and that, Father, this morning we would embrace these characteristics of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. His humility and his servanthood. Help us, speak to us, and fill us, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray.
Would you stand as we continue our worship in song? As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. Our 
The text for our service today is found in the Gospel of John chapter 13. Before we look at that, I want to go back to Luke chapter 22 in which Jesus uses these words. He said, I am in your midst as a servant. We're speaking this morning of humility for just a few moments. What is humility? How easy for is it for you to be humble? To become, as it were, secondary in relationship to another person. Jesus Christ was God. Often called the God-man. He came to live, to teach, and to share. He came to show what true servanthood was all about. What true humility was. We're looking right now at humility. Kind of like a king on a throne who decides to become a commoner. Jesus, the Son of God, would sit on the throne. He became man. Humbling yourself is hard to do, but Jesus did it. In John chapter 13, the Bible tells us that the disciples were gathered together in the upper room shortly before Jesus was to go to the cross to die for your sin and for my sin. God, who was going to be hung on the cross, the person of Jesus, humbled himself. Now, I want you this morning to do something that most of us do not normally do. I want you to use your mind and to visualize. I want you to look up here at this choir, at these who are on the platform. I do not want you to see anything except the disciples and Jesus. And that's it. The disciples and Jesus. They've just sat down to eat a meal. And shortly after they had sat down to eat, Jesus stood up, took off his outer garment with a towel, and he started to wash the feet of the disciples. Now, we come to find out that one of the disciples was kind of a difficult person to get along with. His name was Peter. And when Jesus comes to Peter, Peter said, you're not going to wash my feet. And they had a discourse. Jesus went ahead and washed the feet. Are you visualizing? You see what I'm talking about? I cannot begin to tell you how many people asked the question this morning, are we going to wash feet today? Because they saw the basin and they saw a towel symbolizing what Jesus had done. Now watch.
That is what Jesus did. To Simon Peter, to all of the disciples. He bowed in their presence. He looked at them, and he saw that they were more important than he was. Remember, remember that Luke records, Jesus said, I have come to be among you as a servant. In order to become a servant, you have to humble yourself. You've gone go beyond who you are. And we who are children of God, we are not what we used to be because Jesus Christ has come into our heart and has come into our life. And sometimes God is, is going to put upon us a burden to do something unlike anything we've ever done before. How do we do it and how do we act? One person who asked, are we going to wash feet today? Said, I don't know what I'd do if that happened. I don't know what I would do. I can stand here and tell you as a pastor, I washed feet in a worship service. A service that was live and on the radio. I never spoke one single word throughout the entire time. The congregation was in tears. There was sobbing and there was crying. Not because of what we were doing. They were sobbing because they began to recognize and to understand that Jesus Christ gave his life on the cross for everyone. He came to serve. He came to give. He came to minister to. Well, that same Jesus who took the towel and the basin went to every single disciple, washed their feet, and wiped them. A sign of humility. A sign that Jesus was a servant to mankind as each of us are to be a servant to mankind. We say it's strange, it's unusual. We don't do those things. Why? Are we afraid of what people are going to think? What they're going to do? How strong are we when it comes to the point that God has opened a door for us to share the good news of Jesus Christ? Are we still bashful and back away and say it at another time? Jesus knew what was ahead. It was only hours before he was going to go through punishment and beatings and eventually to be hung on a cross to die for your sin, for my sin, for your life, for my life. But in those moments before he went, with his disciples, as if all of you in the choir were the disciples, Jesus got up from the table and he walked around and he washed the feet of his disciples. Servanthood. Servanthood. Humility. No. Jesus was not a man. Just a man. He was God. He gave his life for you. And he gave it for me. He showed humility. 
by bowing down to those who were there and saying to them as he washed their feet, you are more important than I. Thank you, Bob. This 13th chapter of John's Gospel, even in the first 17 verses, is powerful because in that short passage, Jesus is presented as Lord of all on the one hand and servant of all on the other hand. You know, as I thought about this, uh, several years ago there was a TV show called Upstairs, Downstairs. And the upstairs was the lords of the manor, uh, the bosses, uh, the lower part of the house had all the servants in it. And so uh, the point of the TV show uh, was to keep reminding everyone that the servants were always going to be the servants. And the masters were always going to be the master. They have defined roles, and there's no changing from one to the other. But uh, as has been vividly presented to us, the setting in John chapter 13 uh, is the upper room where Jesus has chosen to celebrate the Passover feast with his disciples. He, we are told in that first verse that Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. In other words, Jesus knew that both his time of humiliation and glorification was near. One would have thought that in moments like this, Jesus would have been focused on himself, getting ready for what lay ahead of him but he's focused on the disciples. We're told, having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. In other words, he's willing to do anything to show his love and commitment to them, even if it means his own life. Jesus is Lord. One of the most remarkable verses in all of scriptures found in verse three. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Sitting at that table with those disciples was the one who had all the authority and power that the world had to offer. Following the resurrection, he will say, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. But even before his crucifixion and resurrection, he knew that his obedience to death came under his circumstances. He knew what was going on, he planned. After his death and resurrection, Paul the apostle put it this way, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. 
Jesus is Lord of all. He was in the upper room with his disciples as Lord, a designation that will forever identify him among his followers. In life and in death, followers of Jesus will claim Jesus is Lord. It's the most basic confession uh, that we can make. Jesus is Lord. But beyond that, in those verses, Jesus is servant. Something was going on in that upper room which caused Jesus to get up and proceed uh, to wash the disciples' feet. And now this is speculation, but Luke tells us in his gospel that immediately after instituting the Lord's Supper, the disciples started arguing with one another about who is the greatest. Can you imagine uh, arguing, and I would call it fussing, they're fussing among each other, uh, jockeying for position, uh, wanting to know yeah, who's gonna get the place of authority, who gets the upper, upper room in the house. So, uh, by washing their feet, I think Jesus was trying to embed in their thinking that the highest form of service in the kingdom of God is to be a servant. That's what he was trying to tell them and what he showed them through his actions. He was servant of all. At the same time, he was Lord of all. In Luke's gospel, after uh, Luke tells us that the disciples were arguing among themselves about who's the greatest, uh, Jesus gave them a little homily, a little sermon. And he said, rather let the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as one who serves. For who is greater, the one who reclines at table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at table? But, he said, I am among you as one who serves. Turning to his place, Jesus said, now that I, the Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. The disciples should have the attitude that they are willing to do the most menial service and task for one another. One writer said that Jesus' actions are more than just an example of humility, but his actions reflect the character of God. So how are we to take this? The literal example of foot washing is not the point. In our culture, the example of humility that Jesus used is not essential and maybe non-existent. For the first disciples, nothing could have dramatized the role of a servant more than washing their feet. This means that to carry out the intention of Jesus, we must search for new and various forms to be a servant of all. Perhaps one way is to show the willingness to serve without demanding the limelight or the place of honor. 
No attitude allowed that says, I won't sing in the choir unless I can do solos. Or some who says, I'm willing to serve the food, but you don't expect me to clean up, do you? I won't serve on a committee unless I can be the chair. And on and on it goes. Don't expect me to make a sizable offering unless you give me the credit publicly. Well, the remedy for all of this is to truly have the servant attitude. To do so is to be in the company of Jesus. Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. For I received this from the Lord, what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. I would ask you to take the opportunity from what you've heard already today 
meditate on it as our deacons prepare to pass the bread. Think about the bread, the body of Christ. Remember his humility and his servanthood. To the ultimate of his complete sacrifice. And for what benefit? Your benefit and mine. And as Dr. Saul said, Jesus said, I have laid before you an example. And he did that with his entirety of life. Please, bow your heads and take a moment as we prepare to take the element of the bread. Hear our prayer, Lord. Incline thine ear to us. Grant us thy peace. Bless us, Lord, now as we partake of the bread symbolizing your body, which was given for all. Bless us, Lord, and let us do this in remembrance of you. In your holy name we ask it. Amen.
Jesus said, take eat, this is my body. So we've taken the bread and when Jesus said remember he wanted us not to put the brutal beating that he took aside and put it out of our minds he said remember the king of kings and lord of lords submitted himself in humility and in servanthood where he could have called as the song goes 10,000 angels but he died alone for you and me and the body that was broken and the blood that was shed had to be in order for us to have life everlasting 
I can't explain to you why that was God's plan. I just know that was his plan. And Jesus said, remember me. Our dear Heavenly Father, we think about the blood you spilled on the cross. And Father, you did that for me. I wasn't deserving, Father, yet you sacrificed everything, your son, for me. As we partake in this time, may we always remember that you sacrificed for each and every one of us, Father, the ultimate gift. In Jesus' name we pray.
Jesus said, drink you all of it. For this is my blood of the covenant which pour, is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I tell you the truth. I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. And understanding that he is giving it all. Promise that his death is not it. That the resurrection is coming. The ascension is coming. And he is coming again for us. Jesus, the most powerful man to ever walk on the face of this earth, and the most humble to have ever lived. And his agenda was never to promote himself, but to please the will of the Father. He summarized his mission statement in these two verses. In Luke 19.10, 
For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And Mark 10, 45, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. just sang song of committing yourself to serve the Lord whatever he calls you to do by example he shows in his character humility and servanthood to show those characteristics in your life as a believer while we may not wash feet, what are we going to do? What does he want you to do? In the room with your peers, in your neighborhood, in your clubs, with your friend, family and friends, will you stake out your right or will you engage in some activity of humility and servanthood and serve them? Humility, servanthood, the characteristics, the example of Jesus. In our invitation, I'm asking you to ask God to help you to know how to symbolically wash the feet of those that you are around. And as he speaks to you, that you commit to follow the example. Father, as we come to this place, in this invitation, help us to remember you. All that you did to give of yourself, to have fellowship with us, to express your unconditional love for us and your mercy and your grace. Father, help us to take that and to serve others, to edify and encourage them and to lead them to life everlasting that only Jesus provides. In his name we pray. Amen. Please stand and let's sing our invitation. Just as my
remain standing, if you will, just two things before we have our closing song and we head out. One is that the, every exit when you leave, there will be an offering plate with our ushers that will be for the benevolent offering. Please help in every way you can. It's important. In my absence next Sunday, Dr. Ron Horniker will be uh, filling the pulpit, and we appreciate Dr. Horniker all his years of ministry and his being at our church as pastoral counselor for 15 years and just beyond that. And so we'll be looking forward to that and a very excellent message. So be praying for him this week. Take what you have heard, what you have felt God saying to you, and this week, let's be servants with humility. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Let's sing. Mm -hmm.